Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen. I'm Zoe Fawcett, your host this week, and I'm joined by Russell Myers, our Royal Editor. Hello, Russell, how are you? I'm very good. Have we checked that producer Dan is recording the show? <laughs> oh, yes, I can see that that red light. Oh, is ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm being very mean. I'm being very mean. It's, I mean, in the what nearly 200 shows, it's the only time he hasn't pressed the record button. So, and uh, considering my various mishaps every single week, we'll, we'll probably let him off, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we. If he starts having a go at us and mocking us every time one of us does a tech issue, we'll be in trouble and we won't ever speak about the royal. Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> so just firstly, apologies that we're coming to you a day late today. Uh, just very busy dives because there's been lots of fun roll things happening. So apologies for that. Normal service will resume next week. But I don't know about you, Russell, but I am starting to feel very, very festive and very Christmassy. I know you are. I can see it in your eyes. We, I mean, Christmas is upon us. I've dropped my daughter off to nursery today. She was wearing a Christmas outfit. She was dressed as Mrs. Claus or Mrs. Christmas. Oh, uh, the Christmas nice. jumper day. Everyone is getting into spirit. We have bought our tree. It has gone. Up. Have you put your tree up? I did. I put it up last well night done. and I, I got it delivered uh, rather than going and picking one and did that thing where I was like... I can go, you know, when it's in front of you, you notice how big, like, yeah. it is. When, it, when it's on a website, it doesn't look the same. So it did get there and, yeah, that was interesting, trying to put that up on my own. And it only fell on twice, so, you know, we're taking a win and I don't have any Christmas tree injuries, which at That's one point I was quite worried that I was going to knock myself out or have a big bump on my head. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas injuries. Yeah, no, no, we're all good. We're all good. The Royals are in getting into the spirit. I know you were very excited about Kate's Christmas carol service. I was. It was so lovely. It was really, it was nice actually to see Christmas, obviously the time where we see lots of them together and kind of weird combos of Royals. And it was lovely to see Kate, obviously and William out, but obviously to see her joined by you know Zara and uh, Beatrice and other members of the family as well so yes yeah, so straight in with the carol service so she invited uh, 1,200 unsung Covid heroes uh, for a fun carol service at Westminster Abbey which will be on telly in the lead up to Christmas it was a really lovely day wasn't it it was. I didn't get to go because I was at a, another wow. engagement with Camilla, which was had a Christmas theme that we'll come on to in a minute. But um, my colleagues who were there, uh, our great Ian Vogler was taking some lovely pictures that I have posted on the uh, on the social medias, and he uh, he said it was it was rather nice. Lots of festive cheer going around. There was some reindeer. We had some. Uh, other royals showing up. The Middletons were there. The, as you just mentioned, Beatrice and Eugenie, um, Zara and Mike Tyndall, um, and some special guests as well. Leona Lewis, the singer. Uh, I suppose people, people outside the UK know Leona Lewis. She's a big deal. I think so. I also think that Leona Lewis is doing that rare thing of managing to have a modern Christmas. She's almost on the verge of having a modern Christmas classic, I think. What's the one? What's that? You completely. I mean, I, I, I haven't listened to any music at all. I mean, I had to, I'll come on to this in a minute, I'll touch upon this, but we had, William did something with BBC Radio 1 and I realised how 
out of touch I am with modern culture <laughs> because I had to listen to the breakfast show of BBC Radio 1 with Greg James because it was the Teen Heroes Awards. And I mean, I did not know, I didn't even know the sounds coming out of the... Oh, out no. Of the have, you, have you become a Radio 2? Have you got to the Radio 2? I'm way beyond that. I mean, Dan, Dan's going to tell me off because whenever I mention stuff like this, he's, uh, he's I sound like an 80-year-old man. However, um, Ellie Goulding, people would know Ellie Goulding, surely. Yes. Yeah. She did. Did she do a Bond song? Maybe. Oh God knows. Anyway, she, she does she's fairly, yeah. she's famous. She does she's lots famous. of royal stuff as well, doesn't she? She's pals with Harry, so she's she done is lots of big pals with stuff over the years. Um, is Liverpool football captain Jordan Henderson. I suppose people around the world will know him. But yeah, there was a lot. There was an awful lot of people, and Kate. Kate looked rather lovely. I gave my fashion verdict. Catherine, red <laughs> Catherine Walker coat and some earrings borrowed from the Queen. The so, earrings, when I first saw the Queen, the earrings actually, I thought they were the ones of Princess Diana's that match the engagement ring, but they're not. If you looked at them closer, because they've got the, um, oh, Sarah's going to be somewhere shouting at me. I don't know what the technical term is for the kind of more dangly diamonds coming off the bottom. Pear drop. Kind of got a that's, all, a, that's all I know about diamonds. Pear drops? It's, no, no, it's not pear drops. <laughs> anyway, they, they were, were rather beautiful. lovely. Yeah, really nice earrings uh, on loan from the Queen. Um, which was lovely. So yeah, lots of really fun things. She also spoke to uh, a few really cute little children, didn't she? And it's asked them all about Father Christmas and what they were going to get. And one of the children from the Hold Still campaign was there uh, as well, which was lovely. So yeah. lots of things from the year. Yeah, it was it was rather lovely. So the reason we haven't had any details of this yet is because it is actually being filmed for it was actually filmed for ITV. And part of the row, actually, with the BBC. So it was supposed to, it was filmed by BBC Studios, you know, reading between the lines. It was supposed to go out on the BBC. And because of, you know, the rows that have been going on between the royals and uh, and, and the corporation, they, uh, they've decided, they decided to give it to ITV. So it will be screened, I believe, at 7.30pm on ITV. I imagine... Our cousins around the world will be able to watch it somehow. Uh, I, I imagine that would be on YouTube because ITV are quite good at putting their stuff yeah. on YouTube. So, and that's on Christmas Eve, isn't it? Seven thirty p.m. Christmas 7:30 Eve. Seven thirty on Christmas Eve. I don't know the, the the sort of what it's called, but it's you know a Chris, Christmas carol service for the Ducks. And, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's it was a great good. Name. We'll go with that. If not, we'll, we'll go um, with that. Just Really quickly, if anyone, uh, we briefly mentioned the row there, we won't go into it again because it dominated a lot of the last two episodes, but if you want to find out more about that BBC row, the last two programmes, I think we've spoken about mm. it, haven't we? It's the uh, Princes and the Press documentary, which caused uh, a bit of... Bit of a hoo-ha. Bit of drama, yeah. didn't it? And the I thought her forward was really nice as well, that she wrote for the Order of Service. Yeah, I mean, we, this is something we sort of come to expect. I think you know, Kate speaks spoken about the coronavirus pandemic and how it's brought people together. Her own book, uh, Hold Still, that you just mentioned. And, um, you know, I'll just read a little bit of it. She said, you know, the COVID pandemic has presented us all with countless and previously unimaginable challenges. Um, and she talked about... It showed us uh, how powerful human connection is to us all, just how much we need one another and how loving and feeling a sense of belonging to one another can provide comfort in tough times. The importance of simply being together and hopefully, even though, uh, you know, COVID is rearing its ugly head once again, I really hope that we will get to spend some time with our friends and families over this Christmas because, 
there has been a bit of normality, you know, over the last few weeks and going out to seeing people at Christmas, enjoying themselves, whether it's, um, you know, catching up with people and people just generally looking forward to it. So, you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And so you missed that. You weren't at the Carol Center. I wasn't at the Carol You were, had a lovely uh, afternoon out with Camilla instead, didn't you? I was, what, what yeah. Tell us about that. Well, that was, I, we were at the uh, the Royal Trinity Hospice, which is in Clapham in South London. And um, that the hospice has had pretty much a, a royal association for, uh, I mean, I think knocking on 70 odd years. And way back when the Queen Mother was uh, the Duchess of York. And um, you've got uh, Camilla turning up, speaking to the, um, the patients, speaking to the staff, talking to them all about how they've dealt with the pandemic. And you can imagine in a sort of a medical setting, it's been pretty tough, especially people caring for, you know, patients at the at the end of their life it's end of life care at this hospice but a fantastic place i mean i I, i've lived in south london before and always passed this very grand building set away from the park but it was absolutely huge and what was most spectacular is they have this amazing um sort of horticultural section so you know really um, try and get the people out into the garden and have this sort of holistic therapy thing going on. And uh, and it was just really quite magical to speak to the staff. And I think they really speak, they really appreciated Camilla coming down. And uh, she was there to turn on their Christmas light, which was quite oh, controversially, lovely. quite controversially, a an electric tree. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I was expecting this big tree with those lights, but it was like this sort of, crazy structure and it's quite pretty actually but it was like just i'm really i'm really sad that we don't record these visually now because you've done i'm dying creating tree that I, i'm yeah, quite I'm, enjoying your I, sorry listeners you're missing out but there's a kind of a robot dance vibe <laughs> going on here i do like a charade sort of i'll save it for christmas day anyway it was so uh, you mean like is it in the lights form yes the tree? yes right okay yes, like the outline form, of it the outline from the tree exactly that and uh i won't be winning any game charades anytime soon so <laughs> but nice i think they really did appreciate it and i got to call catch up with some of the uh, people who worked in the garden and the medical director and some of the staff and it's you know obviously they've had a, a super super tough time working in the uh, health sector and um you know some people do say to me what's the point of some of these engagements and then you see something like that and it actually it actually use it uses a catalyst to bring people together because i imagine there's super tough time dealing with everything in that setting but if there's one sort of afternoon where it all comes together and they can actually stop and be applauded by something you know the press there and the member of the royal family there then it actually does make a difference so um so yeah it was a nice day and actually did dare i say might have got me into the christmas spirit just a little bit. oh very nice so did when uh, would a christmas jumper be appropriate attire for a not sure not sure you know it is christmas i i'm not i'm not too uh i I can wear a christmas jumper i can i (laughs) I think we should set you the challenge of seeing next week's podcast next week because you'll you'll get kicked out of the royal event for not dressing properly and then we won't know just (laughs) don't know what happened at this event (laughs) imagine banned forever anyway we've got We've still got a couple of weeks till Christmas. What a, we have got two weeks. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll don a Christmas jumper next week. I'll get. I'll get well, I can't find mine. 
I don't know where they are, which is quite yeah. worrying. So couldn't find any of those on my Christmas pyjamas. So it's, <laughs> it's been a quite a stressful couple of days, I won't lie. But another thing that we learned about Camilla uh, this week, which I really enjoyed, is that she becomes quite ratty if disturbed while listening to The Archers, which is a radio soap that, how would you describe it to well, anyone that doesn't? Anyone in the UK will definitely know what The Archers is. It Anyone is. Not in UK might I not. think it is the is it the longest running radio program in the world. I'm going to put that out there. I think yeah. it is. But like radio, it's a soap, isn't it? It's yeah, it's a soap. So you imagine yeah. sort of like you know Coronation Street or Emmerdale or what do they have in America? What's a big soap? Oh, I don't know. I the bold and the beautiful. Is that, is that still going on? Days of our <laughs> lives. Is that a thing? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, from, well, I know this from Friends, I assume it's... <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know this with Dr. Drake Memorial. I'm sure it's a real thing. Anyway, sure it's, it's a real thing. It is quintessentially British. It is about <laughs> a farming community in rural England, I think we can say. And the cast and the crew gathered to celebrate the 70th anniversary on this on BBC Radio 4. It's in the fictional uh, village of Ambridge and it's been going since the 50s. And Camilla is an absolutely avid fan. So she invited <laughs> them all to Clarence House to celebrate. Uh, oh, 1951 it started. And, um, and she said, yeah, so obviously they had been you know, curtailed by COVID and not able to be in the studio together. But like the good people at Pod Save the Queen, they were able to keep the show on the road. However, um, there was some sort of disruption with it. I mean, I'm not an avid fan. I might, I have listened to the Archers on occasion and it's, it's quite easily listening, but um, Camilla was saying that she not only gets quite ratty if disturbed while listening to the Archers, but she was saying to them she had had severe withdrawal symptoms while they had sort of a, a bit of a few issues being on air um, throughout the coronavirus. So she made them promise that they would never be off air again. <laughs> Whether that is actually possible, I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, she seemed to uh, seemed to enjoy it. She said, as long as I can remember, I have loved this programme. It has been my faithful companion for a large part of my life. You have never shied away from more challenging topics over the decades you have tackled homophobia racism discrimination modern slavery alcohol addiction domestic violence and coercive control and she then she thanked them for shining a light on those subjects and uh, and said that her and many many millions of uh, of of the of the listeners and people around the UK have, have a much better understanding of those issues and um and uh, and if they should ever encounter them in their and their their own lives, then they'd be better prepared to do so. So, it's uh, she and, and you know what? She actually had a cameo. I recalled when I was doing really? my research for this. She actually had a cameo in 2011 during a visit to BBC Birmingham. They did a special episode to mark the 60th anniversary. Oh, I do remember this. And she yeah. mentioned it the other day. And she was she actually said, uh, although not being noted to be a, being a thespian, I was only entrusted to play it myself. So <laughs> a little bit of comedy from from uh, from Camilla there. But um, yeah, she's been pretty busy. I, I think. I I was expecting to see them at the concert, but I suppose yeah. it was it wasn't you know the Queen wasn't there, Charles and Camilla weren't there, Charles has been Charles has been out and about here there and everywhere it seemed recently. One for but, the um, younger lot, yeah, the kids. Fantastic, <laughs> and another really well kind of 
extremely personal insight we got this week came from Prince William with his time to walk. Uh, well, I say podcast, but I think you're going to correct me on that. Well, um, I'm going I'm I'm, <laughs> to tell you about being corrected by, uh, by the people at Apple who were emailing me after I kept referring it to. I mean, it's, it's an audio experience, apparently. And this is... What's, what's the difference between a podcast and an audio yeah, experience? I, I, you'll have to consult Dr. Google for this because I've, I've still got no clue, to be honest. But it's, uh, Time to Walk is actually a really cool series. It is, it's, you know, it's got people like... Uh, Dolly Parton, Naomi Campbell, Anthony Joshua, sort of taking you, the listener, on a walking journey. And it's it's with Apple Fitness, and you can listen to it on your Apple Watch. I mean, it's a huge marketing gimmick, obviously, but um, I've listened to a couple of them, and they're actually really personal. So William was invited to, to take part. He said yes. Uh, he then starts in Sandringham and he takes the listener on a walk. And I think it lasts about 30 minutes and he's t- taking you across nature and he tells you about what he likes to uh, go and see and how he sort of de-stresses and obviously touches, touched upon what, um, you know, why, why he likes to get out into nature. And that is to de-stress. He talks about, which he has touched upon in the past, uh, of his period of being an air ambulance pilot. And, the stresses and strains of being in the job, realizing that it was having a mental health effect on him, not being necessarily able to talk about the job with his family, but really being in a team and um, spoke about one specific event, which was of a five-year-old boy who'd been seriously, seriously injured in a road traffic accident. And he then, he then had to attend and he spoke about, you know, this, this awful feeling that came over him that he thought, you know, every, that the world is dying and how he was really affected by it. And I think not only particularly candid about that, and we have heard William talk about this in the past, but what I particularly liked was how he then went further um, into his, you know, his most cherished family moments. He spoke about his mother. He spoke about the music that he likes to listen. And um, rather than me waffling on, Dan is going to drop in a little clip. So take a listen to this. Revenge is mine, thus saith the producer. Turns out Russell can't find the clip, so we can't play it in for you. He assures me it's not a figment of his imagination. But please enjoy Russell and Zoe reacting to a clip that we can't find, but we will stick on social when we find it. Who knew? Prince William, Tina Turner fan. I mean, we can probably guess that uh, Princess Diana was a Tina Turner fan rocking out in the car. You can just imagine it. Yeah, that taking, I can completely see. Yeah. Her taking the boys to school. I mean, quite, you know, it really heartfelt. It was mentioning Harry, talking about blasting out Tina Turner's, you know, the best. And you can just picture the scene. And I think that was really, really personal for him to, because he must know that... It, if he mentions Diana, if he mentions th- th- those really personal reflections that no one's heard before, it's going to get huge coverage. So mm-hmm. it did. And um, but not only that, I mean, he was speaking about, uh, you know, rocking out to Thunderstruck, which is, yeah. they are, they <laughs> are. I was more surprised by. Yeah. I, I didn't realise that ACDC in, the, in, in Australia called Akadaka and uh, you know, just to play in the words, but they are pretty much Australian royalty. So, you know, he's, 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 putting a shout out to Australian cousins as well. But 
the the detail about the kids dancing around to uh, Shakira, them having rows in the house, Louis loving tractors. There was loads of stuff for um, everyone to sort of really really enjoy, and um, and I, I really I really actually enjoyed listening to it. So if you haven't listened to it yet, it is on uh, Apple Plus, Apple Fitness Plus, but they are making it free to listen to. I don't think normally they they, they are. Uh, so yeah, go and feast your ears on this audio experience if you will <laughs> now back to Christmas briefly but on a very different note so obviously we're starting to hear more potentially about the uh, rules what we're going to be doing in Christmas this year and you had a uh, really interesting story about Prince Andrew not joining them well yes I mean I've been writing for a couple of weeks now everyone's just sort of uh picking it up and uh, about sort of the Queen's Christmas. The Queen has you know, said to the family she was well enough to host Christmas. Everyone's looking really, really looking forward to it. So it's going to be quite a normal, as normal as possible, uh, Christmas at Sandringham or what we have been accustomed to the, the Royals having a normal Christmas at Sandringham. However, um, you know, we normally get the scene of people being invited to, 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 to watch the Royals on Christmas Day. And, you, you know, you normally get a few hundred people there. I think the year, the, one of the years that I went, when I, uh, Meg, it was Megan's first year in 2017, which seems like a lifetime ago, but there was I mean, Gosh, probably really about does. three or 4,000 people there. It was absolutely mobbed. And the royals leave the big house and they walk up the driveway and then they go to St. Mary Magdalene Church and uh, the Queen's will be driven up in the Bentley these days. And um, the royals say hello when they walk in and when they leave the church, they sort of say hello to people, have a chat to them, um, some pictures and whatnot. But one person who is most likely not to be making that trip to church with the family is unsurprisingly Prince Andrew. Now, he has a big sort of double-edged this because he has a big court date coming up and well two I suppose on Monday uh coming up after the weekend it is the date where his team need to submit their uh response another response to the um I suppose the response to the response <coughs> quite I suppose it's the response to the response of uh of um Virginia Guffray's legal team uh, who were saying that this case should not be thrown out, this civil case where he is being accused of uh, sexually assaulting Virginia Gaffray, also known as Virginia Roberts when she was 17. Um, it looks likely that this is now going to be heard in front of the judge, looking at both sides. Obviously, Andrew's side have said there's no case to answer. He has vehemently denied all the allegations in front of him. Uh, and Virginia Guffray's lawyers are saying that this is not the case, that it needs to go to a civil trial. That will be heard on January the 4th. So as my understanding was that, uh, you know, Prince Andrew had essentially cancelled Christmas for the team in the United States. <laughs> And he had said, um, you know, we need to all hands on deck on this. We need not to be uh, blindsided by anything that's coming from the uh, from um, Virginia Caffrey's legal team. So he's being put up as the Grinch, I think, by a lot of people because he was cancelling Christmas, saying that people needed to uh, to get ahead of the January 4th date because it does look like um, Lewis Kaplan, who is the judge in New York, is most likely to say, we need to take this to a civil trial. I would be absolutely astonished 
if he was to rule that this is not going to be heard. So he's already said that any trial would potentially be heard in the autumn of next year. So that was it takes us right up to sort of <laughs> September to November next year, which is you know, an awful long time away. An awful lot of things could happen at this time. We've obviously got Ghislaine Maxwell's case that is going on at the moment. It's some crazy lurid um, allegations coming out from that. I mean, the pictures of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein at Balmoral was so shocking this week. Uh, yeah, and there was a photo of the Queen as well, wasn't there? In exactly show. the same place, yeah. 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 So it shows you how tight that they were with Prince Andrew. I don't, it's, it hasn't necessarily been proved whether they were guests of his at the time. One would presume that they were. Um, so, um, you know, this is a major, major distraction which is going on. You know, talking about Christmas, talking about carols, the royals getting back out. You know, we've just done Charles and Camilla, fantastic tour of Jordan and Egypt. Uh, Charles handling himself superbly in, uh, in Barbados. Some big tours coming up next year, one would presume, um, you know, let's say we're going to get a couple of really big spring tours, a couple of really big ones in the autumn, and very much uh, you know, the, the, the business of the monarchy getting back to business um, will no doubt be overshadowed. And then you've got the Queen's Jubilee, Platinum Jubilee, lots of things happening next year for that. And you know, you're gonna have the big Jubilee celebrations, then you're gonna go right back into this potential civil trial. So yes, um it is going to be a distraction. So back to Christmas, Prince Andrew is pretty much said to the family is not going to uh, to walk with the rest of the family. He's probably gonna go to the early church service, which is what he did in 2019 which was just a few weeks after that cataclysmic bbc Newsnight interview so so that's the private one isn't it that we don't see so yes. the private one in the morning well, yeah both in the super morning. early in the private morning one early doors yeah and then the rest of the family walk up at 11 o'clock so he won't be seen to that and i think it's probably a wise idea because he won't want to become a distraction uh we haven't seen the the royals walking at christmas certainly last year and it's um you know i think it's um to be a fly in the walls with him, you know, with the with the scandal that is ensuing. Um, and, you know, I'll also say again, Andrew has vehemently denied all of those allegations against him. But uh, it will be very, very interesting period, I think, in the new year once we hear from the New York judge. So you've mentioned scandals there. Uh, and speaking of another kind of Christmas scandal that's dominated the news in the UK for the last couple of weeks. And the Mirror's political team, our colleagues, uh, have uncovered that there were lots of Christmas parties at number 10 and in the Conservative Party uh, this time last year. At the time, the UK was in different levels of lockdown, but essentially, in a nutshell, nobody else could go to Christmas parties. Nobody could spend Christmas together. People were dying alone in care homes, banned from seeing loved ones. However, members are there are allegations that members of the Tory government were not not well, playing well, by the rules. Not they playing were not, by the rules, you know, or twisting the rules. Yeah. No, they were not. Getting on technicalities. Let's 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 be honest here, because they haven't been. It would appear that uh, that uh, even if they are still defending themselves, they have not played within the spirit of the rules. And as you rightly said, people were cancelling Christmas all over the place. They were forced away from their loved ones. People were forced to say goodbye to their loved ones on Zoom calls. And it appears that there were several parties within, um, you know, not only within number 10, but there were several government 
officials having parties. So this is a scandal that is going to run and run, and it is being investigated by um, the Cabinet Office, uh, by the UK government. So it's, uh, you know, it's a big scandal, and people have been rightly angered about it. And I think you were going to, because I sort of jumped in before you were going to come on to the story that we had during the week, which was, you know, that the fact that, that other, other people are, are rightly angered about this. Of course, and obviously it makes me think of, like many people, Prince Philip's last Christmas wasn't with his family because obviously him and the Queen did follow the rules as everyone else did and led by example, as our politicians should have done as well. But they spent Christmas on their own. But palace staff, you had a, a you know a story from palace staff a really upset about it as well, aren't they? Well, they are because you know, and 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 this sort of stemmed because. Um... The politics and, and royals doesn't normally cross over. Sometimes, you know, it can get political, the, the Queen's alleged comments about Brexit or Scottish referendum that she'd planted. Um, and uh, this is a big issue that has absolutely cut through so much of society. I mean, you had Anton Deck commenting on it before I'm a celebrity. Yeah. The fact that, you know, there's been Christmas party. And when that happens, you know, there isn't just a political story. It cuts through all the society. And people were ringing me after seeing, um, after hearing about this. And, you know, the, that picture of the Queen sitting on her own in St George's Tapper at her husband's funeral uh, was trending on Twitter all day. People were talking about that because the leader of the opposition, Sir Keir Starmer, said, um, you know, that the Queen had showed leadership, dedication, sacrifice. And what on earth were the rest of the, these people at the heart of government going to these parties and absolutely showing willful abandon for the rest of the rules and uh, the, 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 the way that other people have made sacrifices? So absolutely, people who work... Um, at the palace uh, and serving the queen that I'm in contact with told me that there had been, you know, the reaction had been with utter dismay that this has happened and uh, said that there was palpable anger. Um, and, you know, I'm sort of reading from my own story here, but the, you know, one of the people who called me said, you know, sacrifices were made from the very, very top down to the bottom. So they're talking from the queen so isolating at Windsor Castle, having Christmas, as many people did across the UK, away from their loved ones. It was Prince Philip's last Christmas that he had only with her, didn't have it with the rest of the family. And all of those sacrifices appear to be worthless if other people who were making the rules weren't following them. So, yes, listen, it is going to be as part of an investigation by the Cabinet Office. There are several issues at play here. But I think... Um, yeah, again, someone said to me it was all in the spirit that it was for the greater good and it's a slap in the face for anyone who would follow the rules, frankly. So, uh, you know, I, th I think it's, it's, a, it's a major, major issue um, for people who weren't able to say goodbye to loved ones, weren't able to have um, those times or Christmases or, what, or whatever, just being kept away from, from everybody else. It is an absolute outrage and people are rightly angry. So... We shall see what happens um, because I don't think I think this uh, this issue is going to to run and run. Definitely, and as you said, one of those stories that has got that has completely left the world of politics and is yeah. completely in the mainstream. And as you said, when Anne and Deck are calling calling out on things, you know it's 
you know it's you know it's big business and we've mentioned <laughs> exactly. that deck a couple of times now so if you don't know, know. who they are people, <laughs> people must know who they are by now but um there we go we're giving them new fans because you know exactly. they definitely need a big yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just to finish off then uh so uh, one thing i can't believe that it's been a year since the first covid vaccines were given out the last year as well while it's dragged in lots of ways it has also flown by so obviously in the uk now people are being encouraged to get their boosters and charles of camilla have been kind of at the forefront of encouraging people to go out and you know make they sure have. they've got everything which is really nice so what yeah tell us a bit about that yeah I, i'll tell you about this and then i'll tell you about sophie wessex because i put then put this on our list but i want to tell you about that after but Ooh. the charles and camilla have released a statement and you know it's all a bit you know medical stuff is it something that the the, the royals sh- you know don't necessarily speak about however when the, when the queen came forward spoke about her her and prince philip's jabs then you know uh charles and camilla obviously have spoken and william has, has, has spoken about it as well and kate was photographed having her jabs um you know it's it's a big deal so we need to get the booster rollout done. And I think that is the big threat at the moment of uh, everyone's a bit nervous about Omicron, the variants, what does it mean? And so uh, Charles Camilla released a joint statement, which was on Wednesday. Was that? Yes, it was on. It was um, Wednesday was the first anniversary of the first ever COVID vaccination. This is a quiz question. Who was the, what was the name of the lady? Her name was oh, Margaret no. something. Oh God, Dan, producer Dan White show. Margaret um, Wheeler. Oh, what was it? Margaret. Margaret Keenan. There we go. I there we go. I remember. So. Her, I remember the end. That image, I think, is going to be one of those images. Her and her little blue NHS. Yes. That's a quiz question. T-shirt. Yeah, it is. Eighth <laughs> of December, twenty twenty. She was in Coventry and she had the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. And uh, so, anyway, Charles and Camilla want to people to get out and get the vaccine so they said to all those who have not yet had the vaccine or are hesitating before getting a booster we can only urge you to look at the evidence in our intensive care wards and listen to those who work there we urge everyone to get vaccinated and to take up the booster as we have done ourselves so double-edged sword they're really hard hitting saying yeah the evidence is there guys look at the people working in the intensive care wards i personally have several friends who have you know given up huge huge parts of their lives made massive sacrifices and you know to speak to them uh, regularly um and some of them have been left at times utterly broken and i think that that is really uh, a good sentiment of charles and camilla to say look look at the intensive care well look at what's happening you might not see it you know, outside your door or in your, necessarily in your local communities, but look at the people making sacrifices. So urging everyone to take up the booster as they have done themselves is a, is a top, top message. And another good message, just before we go, I'm going to leave you with um, the Countess of Wessex has got behind an amazing campaign with the NSBCC talking about, you know, child sexual exploitation and child safety online. And this is something that we, we at the mirror really, really interested as well. And she made a speech as part of her role of patron during the week um, with the NSPC, National Society for the Prevention of Childhood Cruelty um, in Brussels. And she was, you know, very, really making very, very candid, his speech is saying, you know, this there's persistent evidence coming across now. Young people are being abused and suffering unimaginable mental anguish and terror, terror online and told 
essentially the policymakers, the big business, and William has said this before, that um, you know, there, there are devastating consequences on children's lives, and it is all our responsibility to seek ways and prevent these crimes being committed. So I think that is a really good sentiment because there are going to be loads of kids who are going to have loads of um, you know new devices over Christmas. They're going to be having iPads and VR headsets and you know Xboxes and whatever. So Sophie's got a really... Um, a really great campaign going on with the NSPCCC. It's worth checking out, and I think that's uh, something uh, to, to give us some thought over Christmas before we come back to you next week. It's Yeah, it is really interesting. And as you mentioned, it's perhaps something that people wouldn't think about necessarily at Christmas, but as you said, everyone getting those new devices and children that may be getting their first iPads, whatever the tablets are that, that kids have, Nowadays, I don't know. VR um, headsets. That's the new thing. I met up with my, my nephew yesterday. He's 10. And I said, what are you asking for for Christmas? He said, a VR headset. And it's not just like a little thing. It's a proper helmet. And you can talk to people all over the world. And, I mean, this is happening. Like, it's, you know, you can go into these different rooms. And, oh, my God, it sounds, like, absolutely wild. So, imagine what's going on in, like, two, five, ten years. I mean, this is, the, you know, the future that kids need to be protected you know, sometimes from themselves, sometimes. So um, great campaign, really, a really interesting uh, read if you haven't uh, picked up on what Sophie was saying during the week. Really important subject. Yep, I will stick the link to that on our social platform so everyone can have a read if you missed it in the week. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Russell. It was lovely to chat. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. Uh, as always, give us a follow on Twitter and on Instagram at PodSave. And until next time. Pod save the queen!